2: And whew, I'm ready to go this week. <laughs> oh, I took some time for myself, and uh, I have been doing a lot of inner work, and I feel very renewed, restored, refreshed, and ready to rock, rock the love. So we are going to uh, pick up on our conversations of. And it feels like a conversation, even when uh, my voice is the only one that is audible. The conversation is happening in our heart. I really feel that every week. And so, the first couple weeks of February, we've been talking about love and relationship. So, we're going to continue that. And let us start with that holy breath Whew. the breath of love. Breathing deeply. And let us anchor into prayer, anchoring into our heart. So valuable to allow ourselves to center in to our loving heart, bring our awareness there. This really is a a holy discipline to keep coming back to the heart, coming back to the breath. The Holy Spirit is that holy breath. So I invite you to join me in placing your hand on your heart. Taking this holy breath
3: together. Consciously invoking
2: the Holy Spirit into our awareness. As we're breathing deeply, invoking divine grace into our experience, into our life, into our heart and mind. And we're aligning with our true identity, which is love. Aligning as spiritual beings.
3: Opening our
2: mind, opening our heart. Our heart really is that access point where we access the kingdom. So in this moment, together, we are the two or more who are gathered in the name and the nature of the Christ Presence with that holy intention To seek first the kingdom, which is within. Recognizing our divinity and the divinity of all life. Recognizing this sacred, holy relationship that we have with love itself. Eternal. Infinite. This relationship with love is expressed in and through everything. Our whole life, a life of love. So we're anchoring ourselves in this
3: awareness now.
2: With that high, high intention, the aspiration to know only love. To teach only love, for that is what we are. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits of a loving life with everyone. We share the benefits of our expansion and our healing with everyone. In grace and in gratitude, we allow it to be. And so it is. Amen. 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 (sighs) Breathing deeply. I'm going to have a sip of my tea here.
3: So at the time
2: of this recording, it's 8 a.m. in Los Angeles, and the great thing about the technology we're using with Unity Online Radio is we're transcending time and space. I know the majority of people access this conversation, this holy dialogue by podcast and download and if you do that you know uh, or if you're listening live now maybe you don't even know that you can a you can get an application for your smartphone so if you've got one of those smartphones like an iPhone and I don't know Android I don't know what the I have an iPhone so I don't know what the other smartphones are called you can actually get the app and uh, download it and access this live recording on your phone. So for those of you who might be in uh, your car driving to work at uh, the time the show is live, you can listen to it live on your smartphone and you can also just search for my name, Jennifer Hadley, at iTunes and find the show along with other things that are all free to support your spiritual practice and the unfoldment of this awakening to love that we're all calling forth, So, let us dive in. And last week, Valentine's Day, I was pointing people to Chapter 17 in the text of A Course in Miracles. It's my page 362, and the section is called, it's Section 5, called The Healed Relationship. And uh, talking about the nature of a special relationship versus a holy relationship. And I always think it's worth repeating. I repeat it in my mind because it's helpful to me to look at, okay, what is the purpose of this relationship? And it could be your relationship with The person at Starbucks, the person in the car next to you, the person in the cubicle next to you. could be your son, your daughter, your grandchild, your mother, your father, your auntie, your uncle, your neighbor, your lover. What is the nature and the purpose of your relationship? Because many people don't even think about it. They don't even think about it. A lot of times... There is simply the wanting or the needing that this relationship serves to fill a hole or a void I have. And so when, when a relationship that we have with another being, even with a dog, a cat,
3: when that relationship
2: is held in our heart as something we're doing, participating in, In order to not feel alone. In order to not feel abandoned. Are we not then in a conditional relationship? Are we not then actually endeavoring to use that person to self-medicate with? Use that relationship to self-medicate with? That's a special relationship. That's what A Course in Miracles is talking about when it talks about special relationship. The relationship doesn't serve a holy purpose. It serves the purpose of the personality is another way to think about it. So if our relationship is designed to
3: serve the personality... Is that not going to
2: further our attachment to the personality and this construct of a false self, that we're valuing something more than the kingdom? So our relationship also has the, op- the built-in healing power, if we call it forth, to assist us in remembering the oneness of all life, the divinity of all life. And that's what a holy relationship does. And what it talks about here in this section, chapter 17, section 5, the healed relationship, is that in order to transform a relationship from special to holy, only one person in the relationship needs to call upon the Holy Spirit, the higher self, the holy self. Only one person has to wake up from the dream of separation, and choose real love, choose oneness and unity, holiness. And that transformation will begin to occur in the relationship. Now, if you think of a relationship that's been long-standing, let's say, and... Particularly if you've got a marriage for years, a friendship for years. Maybe it's your relationship with your mother, your father. So you've been in this relationship for quite a while. That relationship, I like to think of it like a house. Like a building that we live in. We live inside the relationship. Or so it seems. We become identified with the relationship. With that building that we're living in inside of the construct of the relationship we become identified with it we see ourselves as i am a wife i am a daughter i am my my identity comes from my position in this relationship so we get identified as the appearance in the world you see how how the special relationship takes us further and further away from recognizing our divinity, knowing the holiness of all life. It takes us further and further away from love and further and further away from peace in our own mind, in our own heart. Because what we're doing is we're saying, I know how this relationship should look. I know how it should be. And we start trying to control and manipulate ourselves And the other people in our special relationships, even if it's a dog, even if it's a child, we're trying to control and manage and manipulate ourselves and them in order to have it be the way we think it should be. And it's really a focus on the way it looks, right? Much less than the way it feels. Because if it looks the way it thinks, we think it should look, but it feels disconnected, it feels ugly, awful, we can still accept it. We see that all the time, right? We see relationships where you've got two people that clearly do not seem to love each other. Clearly there's, there's not even a remote thought of holiness in their relationship. That they are there in order to make each other feel special. And there's no sense of growth or transformation as a goal in the relationship. There's no holiness in it at all. And we can see, ah, these two people do not look happy together. But they've made an agreement. They've made a deal
3: to have a
2: special relationship. And many times they don't even know they can have a holy relationship. So what happens is, if one person in the relationship, it only takes one, I mean, it's so much more powerful if you've got two people aligned, two or more who are gathered in the name and nature of the Christ presence. I mean, hello, you—that—that is—that that is so powerful. But one person aligned with love, love is the healer. You invoke the Holy Spirit, you invoke love, you invoke your own higher holy self, your spirit self, to transform the relationship. Basically what happens, it's like living in a house that is now being deconstructed and reconstructed to serve a new purpose. So it's just like if you were living in a a one-bedroom house that was designed for one person to live in. And you decide, okay, we're going to expand this house and make this a house that can can be for a whole family and the Holy Spirit and the presence of love and world peace. And we're going to redesign this house to fit all the good in the whole world into this house. You'd have to really probably tear it down and rebuild it you'd have to do a lot of reconstruction and that can feel so painful if we're clinging to but I liked my little one-bedroom house I liked it the way it was so we can't say in our relationship we can't say okay I would like to have this expansive life of love but I'd like everything to stay comfortable in the same so what is going to happen again and again is we're going to We're going to have to be willing to have it not be the way we think it should be. Over and over and over again, we've tried to make things be the way we think they should be, and we have tried the controlling, the manipulating, the managing. and We've been unsuccessful because it's not possible to have peace and harmony that way. The only way to have peace and harmony is to invoke love, the healer. Let divine loving intelligence, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Breath, lead us and guide us. So any place where we're feeling discomfort in the relationship is a place we're holding on to how we think it should be. It takes tremendous spiritual discipline, to stop judging our loved ones and to start loving them for real. Many of us have never seen that modeled. Many of us have never experienced it for more than a flash of a moment. However, this is what we're built for. And that's why when we really can stop judging our loved ones And open our hearts to them. We weep for joy. We weep for joy. Because we are aligning with our true identity. And we are opening our heart and mind in willingness to see their true identity. Instead of the projection of our limitations. We are setting our loved ones free so they no longer have to live a limited life that we think they should live. So this is our conversation today. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to Living A Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk, Living the Love, on Unity Online Radio. I'll be right back.
1: Thank you for tuning in for Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley.
2: And I'm back with you. We're sharing about holy relationship and setting ourselves free, liberating ourselves. The greatest gift we can give to our loved ones is to love them and not to try to contain them. (laughs) with our limited thoughts of lack and limitation. And, uh, you know, there's the temptation always to think the should thoughts, that they should go back to school, they should get a divorce, they should lose some weight, they should stop smoking, they should, they should, they should, they should. And whenever I hear that word should, uh, probably we all know that phrase stop shooting on yourself you know it's really about judging it's really about judging and uh i am a science of mind trained minister and practitioner from the agape community i've been a practitioner for 12 years and so i've been a licensed spiritual counselor counseling individuals and couples for a dozen years and as you might imagine The three main topics that people come for counseling, uh, people do come for assistance with their spiritual awakening and many people come particularly when they feel upset or perturbed or distressed or in despair about relationship and about healing the body and about money abundance. So those are the three main topics, relationships, money, and the body, healing the body. So in relationship, many times people will come because their relationship isn't going the way they wish it would go. They they have a, an idea of what would make them happy and how it should be, and they are very attached to it and so there's a lot of pain and suffering because it's not the way they think it should be. So they're trying to manage and manipulate in order to get it to be the way they want it to be and or they have been trying to mold themselves in ways that don't feel right to them in order to coerce, manipulate someone to love them, accept them, in order to have a special relationship. So these are the causes of tremendous suffering. Buddha said two causes of suffering. Well, the one cause of suffering really is attachment. Attachment comes in two flavors, craving and aversion. So the wanting, wanting, wanting from the ego and the aversion also from the ego. I can't stand that. That's disgusting. I hate that. And all of this comes up in relationship, of course it does. So we can begin to look at where we're experiencing the cravings and the aversions in our own mind. And so we're, when we have these attachments, the cravings and aversions, what we're doing is we're identifying with the ego And you really can think of ego, E-G-O, edging God out. So we've banished God from our heart. We've banished love from our heart. We're up in our mind, and we're mentally assessing everything and measuring everything by the projections of our mind. Everything is coming up lacking. So that's why we're trying to control, manage, and manipulate things to be the way we think they should be, And there's no room for love, and so we suffer, and we suffer, and we suffer, and we suffer. And in my experience, we usually know exactly what we're doing, and yet we persist and persist and persist. And it's because we really, really, really believe that we'd rather have it be the way we think it should be than surrender to the holy idea of love. So I believe that we're having a human incarnation in order
3: to fully experience the
2: pain and suffering of edging God out and trying to create a life that looks the way we think it should look. And the only way to experience peace, harmony, love, prosperity, wholeness, freedom, joy, compassion, all the unconditional spiritual qualities of life that are our true identity is to value them above all else. So the only way to look at everyone we're in a relationship with is not what can we get from them, not even what can we give to them but simply to recognize this relationship is a relationship i am having with god that every relationship is a spiritual relationship that god is having with itself by means of us and it is to denigrate denigrate and desecrate desecrate our a life by calling it something other than a holy opportunity for us to remember our divinity. If you want to stay stuck in suffering, deny the holy opportunity that each and every relationship provides. Each and every relationship, no matter whether it lasts for a moment or a lifetime. We are eternal. We are infinite beings to ever think for one second that we can look someone in the eye and say to them, I love you, I honor you. And then behind their back to think a
3: lie, they're not good enough. There's something wrong with them.
2: They're stupid, they're an idiot, they're a jerk, they're a fool. They should be living the way I think they should be living. That's all to take, really, the name of God and drag it through the mud because we don't believe it has any value. I've done that. I have done that backwards and forwards. I've tried to manage control and manipulate all of my relationships. I have should on every single person in my life, and I have felt that pain and suffering of thinking that I should be able to bend
3: life to my will
2: and i I've learned that the only way I can have peace and have freedom and have that which is truly valuable is to choose love. Teach only love for that is what you are. And every day I look at, oh my goodness, look, I'm valuing something more than love.
3: So here in this present moment, this experience of time,
2: Many of us feel this incredible sense of urgency. We talk about the Mayan calendar and the 2012 things. And, you know, that's not a subject in the Course of Miracles community, but it's a subject in the world. It's a subject in our life.
3: And the opportunity here, is to recognize that there
2: is no time. Why waste time? We're having an experience of time and space. Why waste a moment trying to manage, control, and manipulate things to be the way we think they should be? We already have all the experience we need in order to know, without a shadow of a doubt, that the only way That we can have true joy is to be loving, wholly loving. Love is not conditional, it comes in one flavor, it's unconditional. Now we can add to that romance, friendship, all kinds of experience, and additional
3: look and feel.
2: But the nature of love is a purity. We, we must value that above all else. So the work of forgiveness assists us in recognizing do we need to be the judge and jury? Or can we choose love? And the only way to experience true forgiveness is to no longer value the judgment. Year after year after year after year, I teach forgiveness workshops. And one of the things I discovered right away when I first started teaching forgiveness, of course, you teach best what you need to learn. Hello. (laughs) So that's why I really recognize that what I'm doing is I'm sharing. I'm sharing. I'm only interested in teaching love. That's the thing that I am interested in learning and knowing and expressing. So for me, the only way I could get to true forgiveness was when I no longer held a judgment in my heart. The liberation of the heart, that is true forgiveness. And I just got to the place where I didn't want to hold anything back anymore. Now, every day, there's not a day that goes by, I don't discover a judgment that I've been holding on to. But the awakening person will not just brush it under the carpet. The awakening person will say, What is it about this thought that feels so dear to me that I keep treasuring it? Can I treasure this thought and treasure God's love in my life at the same time. Can I treasure this judgment that my husband is an idiot, my child is a, a fool, my sister, my brother should be doing something different. That they are not living the way I think they should be living. Can I treasure those thoughts and Think about them and discuss them. Try to manage and coerce and manipulate and control them to live the way I think they should live. Punish them for not living the way I think they should live. Can I do any of that and be loving at the same time? No, I cannot. No, I cannot. And you see, because we know we cannot And we are putting all this effort into going to our Course in Miracles study groups, reading the book, studying, 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 talking about it, very often with a sense of superiority. Oh, I've got the secret. I understand a Course in Miracles. I've got the real secret. I know it's just a dream. All these thoughts of ego, attachment, judgment, superiority, separation, that we consciously nurture and nourish and feed every day are all the ways that we deny love. So this is why for me, for myself, except for when I'm sharing, I work with teach only love, for that is what I am, Jennifer. Teach only love, for that is what you are. Love holds no grievances. Those, I work those every day. I don't need to keep reading and studying in the book. I have a curriculum in front of me every day to look at the ways that I edge God out. And to bring love into the fullness of my heart, into every word that I speak, the impetus behind every conversation, every email, every activity, every interaction. I know when I'm not being loving. Better I sit in my chair and contemplate the ways in which I cherish my own judgments than to be distracted trying to read the book. It's a holographic teaching. Teach only love for that is what you are. Love holds no grievances. Let us live that every minute of our day and not waste a minute trying to gather the intelligence and the information to feel spiritually superior. That is blasphemy. That is edging God out. Let us turn every relationship over to the Holy Spirit, the higher self, the holy self, the knower who knows. Let us truly dedicate ourselves to choosing love in every moment. It's very challenging. And yes, if we do that, it will create upheaval
3: in every relationship. And it will not
2: be easy. And if we're paying attention, there won't be time to watch television. There won't be time to read books. And there won't be time to have idle conversations. Because we're making time for love instead. So we can watch a television program in a place of love, in our heart. Not looking for something to judge, but looking for ways that we've been holding judgments so that we can release them and allow love in. We can sit and have conversations with people, even people that we don't like, even people that in the past we've always joined them in a complaining way, a festival of complaints, a pity party. We can join in a new way and say, Hey, I'm dedicating myself to love in all my conversations. Would you do that with me? I need your love and support in this. I don't want to join in a pity party anymore. Would you come with me? Let us dedicate ourselves together. And we can have that big bowl of ice cream as a, an expression of love instead of self-medication and feeding the suffering. You see, we can open our mind and our heart to love. Moment by moment. It's the only way. So let's take that breath right now. And as we're going into this break, let's go together in this holy breath of love. I'm so grateful that we are together in this moment. I'm Jennifer Hadley and you're listening to A Course of Miracles, Walking the Talk, Living the Love on Unity Online Radio. I'll be right back.
4: Working at Unity Village is more than just a good job, it's good work. We're a not-for-profit organization that helps people around the globe live more abundant and meaningful lives. Our work environment is unique in keeping with the heritage of Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, visionary founders of the Unity Movement. At the same time, Unity is a 21st century workplace. Job seekers will find plenty of challenges in a wide range of specialties, from information technology to culinary arts, communications to publishing, prayer ministry to retreats and more. Employees are eligible for a variety of perks and benefits, including a campus setting with year-round activities and a four-day work week in many departments. To see what employment opportunities await you, visit us at unityjobs.org and apply today.
0: Somewhere... The Voice of an Awakening World.
1: You've been listening to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day, in every way. Now, back to Living A Course in Miracles Walking the Talk.
2: (sighs) And we're back. I'll I'll take this moment to uh, remind you, for those of you who don't know, I do have a daily prayer that I offer in a daily blog. And for the first time in, I think, many years, I've been on a break, on a hiatus. I've been in my inward journey. And so I'm getting ready to come back. And uh, you can go to my website, jenniferhadley.com. Uh, complicated to remember com, and uh, right there on the home page you can uh, give me your email I'll send you a uh, free download of a workshop called get over it get over it people ask me uh, all the time how do you get over it so I, I did an audio workshop to support people in getting over it and you can have it for free and People tell me all the time that it's very beneficial to them. And then you'll get a few other resources with that as well, all free. And also, uh, I have uh, free calls that I offer from time to time. And uh, the daily prayers and blog. And you can sign up for that on the blog page. I really love being able to give things away for free. And so, uh, some beautiful people tithe to me from time to time and that supports my being able to hire the staff I need in order to give away things for free and uh, it's a beautiful circle of love so I invite you to go to jenniferhadley.com and get your free stuff I also have a YouTube channel which is Jennifer H. Hadley my middle name is Helen for both my grandmothers Um, My both my grandmothers named Helen. How cool is that? So my middle name is Helen, which I love. And Jennifer H. Hadley is my YouTube channel, and there's a bunch of videos there you can also watch. So all free stuff for you. And today, which for me right now is February 21st, I am starting a three-week class called Prayer Power. And uh, I haven't done this class in quite a while. I think it's been a year and a half. I probably won't do it again this year. Prayer Power. It's a three-part class. And you can participate, ask me questions, and I'm going to share with you what I know about prayer. And uh, I invite you to join me. You can sign up for that. That's a paid class at JenniferHadley.com. I'm going to be in San Francisco in just a couple weeks for a one-day workshop called Living from Vision, very inexpensive. I invite you to join me. There's early bird prices going on now on the events page at JenniferHadley.com. You'll see that. Also, Easter, Spring Renewal Retreat in the Desert, Joshua Tree, very sacred place there, Parmanansi Yogananda has done retreats there, the buildings built by Frank Lloyd Wright and it's a beautiful place, lots of energy vortexes out there in the desert. So I invite you to come and join me for a spring renewal retreat. We're going to do some deep healing Work and we're going to have fun and we're going to play and uh, lay by the pool and walk in the desert and Joshua Tree National Park, one of the most beautiful national parks, is right there and we're going to have wonderful time together. So I invite you to come and join us. I've made it it's super affordable and all the details on the events page at jenniferhadley.com. So we're talking about holy relationship, special relationship. And what I'd like to remind you is we're in chapter 17, section 5, the healed relationship, page 362 and 363. And it tells us that the only thing you have to do to have a holy relationship is turn the relationship over to the Holy Spirit, one person. One person does it, that's all that's required. The Holy Spirit will begin. But it also says that, and this is paragraph three, the invitation is accepted immediately and the Holy Spirit wastes no time in introducing the practical results of asking him to enter. At once, his goal replaces yours. So the goal of the special relationship is really separation increasing the sense of separation. This is why our special relationships create so much pain and suffering for us. It's because it's the pain and suffering that might potentially wake us up to the poor choice that we're making for separation.
3: The holy relationship
2: is going to teach us about oneness. And it says that holy goal will replace the ego goal in our relationship and this is accomplished very rapidly but it makes the relationship seem disturbed disjunctive and even quite distressing and this is what i was talking about where it feels like the house is being torn down in order to be rebuilt to fit its new purpose and that can feel very disturbing you'll notice Then immediately you start clinging to the old ways. You start clinging to those old judgments. And it seems more suffering unless you're willing to relax into your heart. Unless you're willing to choose love moment by moment. And the reason why it feels so distressing is that the relationship has been constructed to serve the old goal of separation. The new goal requires new construction. And it says here, it it will seem to make no sense. The relationship will make no sense. And this, I think, is so valuable to us. Many relationships have been broken off at this point, and the pursuit of the old goal reestablished in another relationship. For once the unholy relationship has accepted the goal of holiness, it can never again be what it was. So you have to be willing to let go of trying to make it be what you think it should be. And you have to accept that holy purpose. And it is deeply challenging. And you want to welcome that challenge because it is that challenge to the ego. And every time it feels challenging, there's the opportunity to choose love, choose love, choose love. If you don't choose love in that moment... You're making it more difficult for yourself. You're saying, oh, wait a minute. No, I don't want a holy relationship. I don't want to understand the oneness and live in the oneness. I want to live in separation. And that will feel painful. That will feel deeply distressing, as it always does. But what the thing is, is we have convinced ourselves that the pain and the suffering is because things aren't the way we think they should be. The pain and the suffering is not because things aren't the way that we think they should be. The pain and the suffering is because we are not choosing love. And there is that within us. Our connection to spirit. Our own higher Holy Spirit self. That won't let us feel comfortable. Choosing separation. We can never feel comfortable. Choosing lack and limitation, lack and attack. So this is what it warns us here, that most people will choose to break off the relationship because it's too difficult, too distressing. I can't get it to be what I want it to be. They're not cooperating. I don't know how to cooperate with love. We abandon the relationship in that reconstruction phase. And start all over again with another special relationship. This one, I can make it be what I want it to be. This one, there's new hope. Or maybe we just close our heart and say, I don't know how to love. I can't love. Love hurts. I'm a love failure. Love never fails. Love never fails. We fail love. We choose something other than love. So let us begin again. Not by starting a new special relationship and starting the process all over. Let us stay in the relationship we have. And choose love. And what I have found is that if the relationship no longer serves me, When I turn it over to the Holy Spirit and I keep choosing love, that person may slowly or quickly fade right out of my life. I don't have to do anything to get them out of my life. I don't have to do anything to make the relationship holy. I choose love. That's it. That is the thing for us to do, to remember and build that muscle, that heart muscle of love so we have to stay in touch with our heart and this is the thing i see it's so distressing when last year when i was doing the two living a course in miracles eight week classes which by the way you can still purchase those downloads and things i believe at livingacourseinmiracles.com when i was running those classes i got emails from people all over the world Over and over and over and over again. I couldn't believe how many emails I got from people who said, I've been studying the Course for 30 years, 20 years, 25, 15, 10, 3, 6, 8, all the numbers you can imagine. All the years that people told me they've been studying A Course in Miracles and they never thought to live
3: from love. They
2: never thought to stop judging, to really stop judging, to really live in their heart. Hours and hours and hours and hours of studying the Course, talking about the Course, in classes about the Course, in study group about the Course. This is what they told me, and they never, ever thought about living a life of love. They never thought about living
3: it. So that's what we're doing here.
2: There is always that temptation to abandon the relationship because it's not meeting our needs. Let love meet your needs. Become a delivery point for love in your own life. Let love be your healer. Love be your teacher. Let God be enough. If you're trying to get something from someone in your relationship, then what you're doing is you are telling yourself, God is not enough. So it's time for us to turn within here. Let us dedicate ourselves to love. Let God be enough. Let us love ourselves so much that we can recognize that the love of God is here now. The kingdom is here. Seek first the kingdom which is within and all else will be added unto us. This is our choice. This is our dedication. Taking this holy breath, we share the benefits with everyone and we let it be. We know that it's done. In the mind of God, it's happened, it's done. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. I love you and appreciate you. Have a great week.